Welcome to the harbor. Uh, my name is Heather, for those that I haven't gotten the chance to meet yet. If this is your first time, I'm super excited that you are here tonight. And I am just super excited to see what the Lord is gonna do um, tonight. And I believe that he has you here for a reason. So, super excited. Um, and for those of you that may not have been with us for a little bit, we are going through a summer series called Ask Anything where you guys have submitted questions that you want us to answer. So tonight we are gonna look at some of those questions. So first question that y'all asked, do you like coffee, Starbucks or Dunkin'? I am going to say that coffee is disgusting. It's so gross. It's so gross. I don't even like the smell of it. Um, but if I had to choose between Starbucks or Dunkin', I would probably say Dunkin' because at least there I can get a donut. Um, strawberry frosted with the sprinkles is the best one, by the way. So just throwing that out there. Uh, next one. What is the most unusual food slash food combination that you like to eat? I already know that I'm probably gonna get like judgment for this, so it's okay, I still love y'all. Um, but my favorite weird food combination is I like to put ketchup on my mac and cheese. <laughs> hey! My people, yes. Look, for those of you that haven't tried it, don't judge it until you try it, okay? I'm just telling you, it, it just levels it up a little bit, levels it up a little bit. Nah. Um, and then the third question that y'all have asked is, what is the new name of the gym? What is it? Tell us. Now, I know that y'all have been waiting to hear this for a long time. We put out suggestions months ago. And after, you know, voting among our staff and all this stuff, uh, we finally came up with a name and we were waiting to reveal it until we had a sign, but I've been a little behind on ordering that, so it's coming. Um, but the new name of the gym is The Hub. So, Woo! that's right. So anytime you hear us say, um, hey, we're meeting in The Hub or an event is happening in The Hub, that is this room right here. So Harbor, Sunday morning small groups, all happening right here in this space. So, y'all just know, hey, this was submitted by y'all, we voted on it, and we liked it. All right, so these next couple, hey, right here, right here, right here. These next couple of questions, uh, this is where we are actually gonna spend majority of our time tonight. So y'all submitted the questions. Why does God put me through so much when I can't take it anymore? And why does it hurt even though you know it's part of God's plan? Tonight, we're gonna look at what it looks like to walk through these hurtful and hard seasons of life um, with hope. Now, you might be thinking, well, Heather, you don't know the hurt that I face. You don't know the hard seasons that I've walked through. And you're right, I don't. The hurt that you experience and the hurt that I have experienced may be very different. Your hurt might be that you've had to go through a parent's divorce. Maybe you are dealing with feelings of anxiety, of 
depression, of feeling so overwhelmed that it's hard to function. Maybe you've had to watch a loved one, somebody that you care deeply for, walk through an illness and you can't do anything about it. Maybe you are feeling isolated, that you are unseen, unloved, unappreciated. Or maybe you're like me and you've had to walk through what it looks like for a new normal when you've lost somebody that you've loved. And so maybe I don't know your exact hurt um, and what you have even maybe walked in here tonight with, but I do know what it's like to walk through those tough seasons. And tonight we're gonna talk about how we walk through those seasons that are hard and painful, because let's face it, maybe you're not in a tough season of life right now, but it's going to come. We all face hard seasons in life. And so before we jump into uh, what uh, God's word has to say, I'm gonna open us up in prayer. Father, I pray for those that are just going through tough seasons of life right now that have walked in here with heavy things, God. I know that these are middle school students, but Lord, I know that they have already faced so much already. And so God, I pray that tonight they would see that walking through these tough seasons with you is the best place that they can be. Lord, I pray that they would be willing to lay these hard things that they try and carry on their own at your feet. Lord, I pray that you would just use me to speak to them tonight. May the words that come from my mouth, may they be holy and completely for me, Lord. Um, and so God, I pray that you would just bless this time and just my pray, amen. All right. So tonight, I just quickly wanna share with you two specific seasons of my life that I have walked through and how there are three things that I have learned that have made all the difference in my outlook on those seasons. So some of you may have heard part of my testimony before, some of you might not have. Um, but in May of 2012, my dad had major heart surgery. Uh, he basically, he had a pump put in that did the work of the heart for him. And the summer after his surgery, it was a really long, hard summer, um, just his recovery and learning how to help him and help take care of him. Um, but by the time I left uh, in August to go back to college, he was back home, he was doing well with his recovery, and um, it looked like he was just on the upswing. And so um, it just looked like he would be back to his usual self in no time. So I headed off for my senior year of college. Well, about a month in, when I was back to school, I got a call from my brother in the middle of the night saying that my dad had a brain aneurysm, um, which is basically a um, bleeding on the brain. And he said, hey, I'm coming to get you because the doctor said that dad's not gonna make it much longer. So he came up and got me. And about a week later, my family had to make the decision to pull my dad off of life support. My walk with the Lord through this season was a roller coaster of ups and downs, um, even before my dad's passing. I let doubts and questions and fears get in the way of my personal walk with the Lord. And I spent the next two years in what I can only describe as a state of just feeling numb. And I was trying to push away dealing with any feelings of it, grief or walking through what that looked like. And I was just limping along in my relationship with the Lord. Now, fast forward to May 26, 2021, just about two and a half months ago, I was actually here at work. About three o'clock, I got a call saying, um, from my brother, Richard, saying, hey, you need to get to Chesapeake Regional Hospital because our brother, Mark, was found unresponsive at his job site. So I rush out the doors. I get a call as I'm headed to the hospital from the doctor saying, hey, you're listed as your brother's emergency contact and we need you to get here right away. And I said, okay, can you give me any information? What's going on? What's happening? And they said, sorry, we can't tell you anything over the phone. We just need you to get here right away. 
So I show up to the hospital. I find my mom in the ER waiting room, go up to her, ask her what's going on. She says, we're waiting for somebody to come get us so they can take us back to see my brother. So finally, someone comes, and they lead us through uh, the doors to take us back to where all the ER stuff is. And instead of leading us to a room where my brother would be, they led us into a family gathering room. And in that moment, I knew exactly what that meant. And in that moment, couldn't hold back the tears, couldn't hold back at all, and me and my mom just broke down. And a doctor came in a few minutes later only to confirm uh, me and my mom's worst fears, that my brother had actually passed away. And so, if I'm honest, these past few months have been probably some of the hardest months of my life that I have walked through. Almost two months to the day of my brother's passing, my grandmother, who had, um, whose health had been quickly declining, passed away while I was at middle school camp. And why do I tell you guys these stories? I don't tell you these stories because I'm seeking your pity or for you to say, oh, look at her, look at how hard she's had it. No, that's not what I'm up here doing. I'm telling you these stories because I want you to know that while I may not have been walking through the exact seasons of hurt that you have, I have and am currently walking through these hard and hurtful seasons. And so I'm not up here to just quote things out of the Bible to encourage you. I'm here to share with you things that like I've learned and that I've used to walk through these hard and hurtful seasons of life. And so tonight we're gonna look at how as believers, as people that believe in Jesus, that we can hurt with hope and understand that what I'm sharing tonight, it's not some like three-step system of how to just get through these seasons and your pain go away. That's not what this is. Um, But I've learned that as I've walked through these seasons, you know, we are not exempt from pain as believers, that there are gonna be hard seasons that we walk through um, because we live in just a broken and sinful and messed up world. And it's a result of sin. And so while we are not promised an easy and pain-free life, what we are promised is that Jesus will walk with us every single step of the way. And so those three things that I kind of mentioned um, in the beginning about what I've learned and that has helped me through these hard seasons, we're gonna talk about tonight. So the first one is what you are rooted in matters. You know how at the beginning, like everyone has their New Year's resolutions of how, you know, they want to get healthier, they want to make more money, they want to be a better person, you know, all those things. Not really big into New Year's resolutions because most of the time they just fade by like week three. Um, But at the beginning of the year, I really felt the Lord pressing on me the idea of this word rooted. And um, there's a passage in Jeremiah 17, it's uh, verses five through eight that said, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like a stunted shrub in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhibited salty land. But blessed are those who trust the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank whose roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. 
So looking at this passage, one thing that we can see right away is that the soil, the foundation matters for the survival of the plant. We even see that same concept in Matthew 13 when Jesus talks about that parable of the different soils. And so what you are rooted in matters. Being rooted in the right soil will determine the health and growth. The same goes for us. If we are trying to rely on our own strength and the, um, our own ability to make it through in these hard, difficult seasons, we are gonna be like that plant that's talked about being in the desert because it has no source to give it life, to give it strength, to sustain it. But when we root ourselves in Christ, when we root ourselves in the right soil and the right foundation, um, like this tree that's planted by the water, it's unfazed when those hard, difficult seasons come because it has a life-giving source that it is surviving from. And so when we are rooted in Christ, these difficult seasons, they don't affect us the same way. To be rooted in Christ means that we are finding our purpose, our strength, our value, our identity, all these things in Jesus that we are learning of his faithfulness, of his goodness, um, of his love for us, so that when these hard seasons do come, we fall back on that. You know, our culture, it tells us to, to be independent, to be your own person, to, to do you, to do your thing. But guys, we weren't created for that. We were created to live in community and fellowship with the Lord, and we're created to rely on him as our source of strength. You know, relationships, social media, drugs, alcohol, all of these different things, they might promise or seem to promise to give you fulfillment, to give you the source um, that you need to make it through. But I promise you, all of those will leave you empty and searching for more. So at the beginning of the year, when God pressed on me this idea of this word rooted, I had no idea what was coming, you know, five, six months down the road. But being and spending, you know, those months of really digging in and rooting myself in Christ, that is what has helped me make it through this hard and difficult season. So the question is, okay, well, how do you root yourself in Christ? Okay, you learn, um, you go to God's word and you begin to learn of his faithfulness, of his goodness, of his love. You begin to grow in your relationship with the Lord so that when these hard seasons do come, you, you aren't tempted to, well, I mean, we're always still tempted because we're sinful and we want to rely on ourselves but we fall back on the Lord trusting that he is good, that he is for us and that he does love us. And so guys, it is never too late to start that process of growing in your walk with the Lord. If you are in a hard and hurtful season of life right now, run to him. If you're in a great season of life right now, run to him. So that way when those hard seasons do come, you are prepared for what's coming to face you. Or face you. Um, the next thing that I have learned in these hard seasons is to be real in these hard seasons. Um, I know when hard seasons come, I have a tendency to want to hide it, thinking that if I ignore it, it'll just go away. I tend to want to put on a front with my friends because I think that, you know, if I talk to them about it, they're gonna get awkward, they don't know what to say, I'm gonna get awkward, so I'll just pretend that everything's good and, and not mess with that. And I even try and put on a front with the Lord and say, you know, he's God. I feel like I can't be mad at him. So I'm like, God, everything's good, you know, and, and put on that front with him. But the thing is, and something that I've learned is that keeping something hidden, keeping something in the dark, you can't even see to fix what's hurting, to see what's broken. So just don't freak out. The lights are about to go off. Just stay calm. I promise everything's okay. So 
oh, 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 hold on, hold on. There we go, there we go. So, right now, in this darkness, we can't really see a whole lot of what's going on. Right now, I know that there's a problem. Hey, right here, hey, guys, right here, right here. Right now, I know that there's a problem, but because I'm in the dark, I can't even see where the problem is. I can't even see where to begin to fix what's broken. But when the light comes on, I'm able to see where the issue is. I'm able to see what's broken and where I need to start to begin to fix these hard and hurtful seasons of life. And so bringing things into the light means that we are being real about what's going on in our life. (coughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) When the light finally comes on, we're able to expose those hard and hurtful seasons. When we conceal what's broken in our life, we are only delaying our own healing. There's no benefit in keeping it in the dark. Nothing good comes from keeping it in the dark. It's when it comes to light that we're able to begin that healing. We have to acknowledge before the Lord that we are hurting. Um, There is a, you know, David, we see in the Psalms where he just continually lays out before the Lord and saying, God, I'm hurt, I'm broken, and and crying out to him for help. Um, And the thing is, is that God is not afraid of your brokenness. God isn't put off by your brokenness. He isn't saying, oh man, I have to fix them. He wants us to come to him. There's a Psalms uh, 34, verses 17 and 18. It says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help and he rescues them from all of their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those that are crushed in spirit. spirit. God sees you. He sees your hurt. He sees your brokenness and he tells you to come to him with it because he wants to be the one to heal you. Sometimes when, when we're hurting, um, We just need to be real with the Lord. And sometimes that means we have to wrestle it out with him because let's face it, we're human and we're sinful and we have doubts and we have questions and we have fears. And sometimes we're afraid to bring those to the Lord, but sometimes wrestling it out with the Lord is the way that we get uh, the comfort and the peace that we're looking for. There's a, um, a guy in the Old Testament, his name is Jacob, and he was afraid to go home to his brother Esau because his brother was angry at him. And so Jacob literally just begins to wrestle with the Lord. Jacob wanted comfort from the Lord and it came in the form of a wrestling match. God didn't give Jacob the answers that he wanted, but he gave him more of himself. And Jacob was changed because he wrestled with God. And so sometimes when we have doubts, questions, and fears, we have to go before the Lord and wrestle it out with him. A verse that's just been a a lifeline to me over these past few months um, is found in Romans. And the context of this is um, Abraham in the Old Testament, he he was the, the man that was promised to be the father of many nations, that he would have a child through his wife, Sarah. And Abraham's like 100 years old. His wife is like 100 years old. And he's like, God, I I don't understand like how this is gonna happen. You know, I don't understand how you are gonna do this. But it says in Romans 4, verses 20 through 21, it says, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, 
but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do all that he had promised. I want this to be my story. I want this to be my testimony on the other side of this season, that no matter what questions, because guys, I've had questions, I've had doubts, that no matter what comes, that I can say that I still trusted the Lord, that my faith even grew as I gave glory to the Lord in these hard seasons and knowing that God is able to do everything that he has promised me. Because of Jesus, um, you know, we have hope. And that's the third thing that has helped get me through this hard, these hard seasons is that in these hard seasons, I have the ability to look forward with anticipation of what's to come. That as a believer in Jesus, my hope is in him and in heaven. You know, it's not this like wishful thinking kind of hope of, I hope I pass this test. I hope I make that sports team. I hope that person comes and asks me out. It's not this wishful thinking kind of hope that we talk about today, but it's, it's this secure, firm hope. And it's not this question of if it's going to happen. It's just a question of when it's going to happen. There's this verse in Colossians 1.20 that says, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Guys, to reconcile something means to uh, repair or reestablish a broken relationship. And there's gonna come a day when sin is gonna be no more and God is going to reestablish these broken relationships um, where there's going to be no hurt, no sin, no pain, no suffering, no tears, no death. That day is coming. And as believers, if you believe in Christ, you also have that same hope to look forward to. And so the beautiful reality is that there can be hope in the midst of hurt. There can be hope in the midst of chaos, all because of the person of Jesus.